Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Transformers Reanimated Podcast. This is episode nine, and we're going to be reading issue seven entitled Genius of Science today. Uh, my co writer, Greg, could not be here. Something about buying a new house and not having time for us. So <laughs> I am here with uh, my good friends, Charles. Hello. Charles, uh, a couple of things. You're from a pretty popular Transformers podcast called Transmissions. Um, I yeah. want to acknowledge that. I want people to be able to find you that way. Uh, and thank you for taking the time to come talk to us and come play with us here. Yeah, you, you, you're from that podcast too, sometimes, right? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Name's on the door. <laughs> also, uh, Charles, uh, if Twitter is to, be, to be believed... You just had a birthday and you're 72. So congratulations and happy birthday. Twitter Twitter is not to be believed. Like like all things on Twitter it's a half truth. Gotcha. I did have I did have a birthday. Uh but uh, Daryl is wrong about He was just age. lucky to get that rankings. <laughs> and that voice you hear is our Canadian friend James. How are you doing James? Good, I'm well. Let's read Transformers. All right. Sir. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take that from yeah that other yeah. post from some podcast you guys are familiar with. I understand. All right. So uh, today's script is entitled "Genius of Science." It's issue seven. It was written by myself and our Australian partner Greg. Uh, the cover art and colors were done by Damon Bat, and we're just going to jump into this sucker. The art on the cover is. I am blown away. I just when you think he can't outdo himself, I'm like, just wow. He's amazing, man. Holy crap. He's, he does an incredible job. And he, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's, I can't remember if he said it publicly or not, but he's really like killing himself to make sure that each cover is better than the one before. No pressure. <laughs> he, he wants he wants people to regret saying the last one was really good, I guess. Well, I, I get the homage right away to the, you know, Amazing Spider-Man McFarlane art where Venom's normally over Spider-Man. So it's a beautiful homage, too. At first, I didn't catch it. Yeah. and go, wait a second, that does look familiar. And then, it, again, it just, just gets better. Well, I on behalf of him, thank you. I know he'll appreciate hearing that. Yeah. And it's a bigger bummer. You guys aren't going to be able to make your debut at uh, TFCon Orlando. Yeah, I blame mm-hmm. TFCon for that. You know, they uh, they had everybody book everything and then canceled on them. Well, you can't hold that against them. But yeah, it, no, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. There's a lot of people that have, you know, had their wares ready and ready to go. And even commissioners, right? Some of the artists are saying, hey, let me get it to you. Remember seeing a couple tweets about mm-hmm. that. Like, hey, contact me. We'll get them out to you. So yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. I had a uh, I had commissions. I was waiting just to to ask them in person, and since then I've asked them uh, offline since that was canceled, and they've been very grateful and super stoked to get them. So I know that uh, if you guys want art out there, these guys are are uh, happy, willing, and able right now. Mm-hmm. They've they've got a clear table essentially. Yeah. 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 And we're we're trying to signal boost it through transmissions too, where we're we're putting out a, a links on social media and on our website to connect people to uh, artists if you want commissions. So if you're looking for art, uh, go there and, and take a look. That's really cool. Are we going to be talking about that on this week's show? I believe so, yes. Cool. I was going to say, you're saying time. we. Does that mean... Uh, <laughs> unless you cancel it. These days, a lot of decisions are made without me due to my, <laughs> due to my self-exile. <laughs> Your self-quarantine, you mean. Mwah, mwah, too soon. Yeah. 
I, I cannot afford to get my computer infected, basically. So I'm just <laughs> I'm taking every precaution I can. All right, gentlemen, shall we get going? Yes, sir. Yes. Page one, panel one. Interior. The World Science Symposium, Paris, France. Shot from behind an applauding crowd, scientist Carl Sagan appears on stage, giving a talk from behind a podium. Just behind Sagan is a projection screen displaying the, the World Science Symposium logo. Off to the side of the projection screen stands the suit-wearing symposium host, smiling with glee. Among the masses of people seated in the auditorium, Spike Witwicky and Chip Chase can be seen conversing at the rear of the crowd. Caption. World Science Symposium, Paris, France. Carl Sagan. The Transformers have shown us that life can exist in unimaginable ways and in the far-off reaches of the cosmos. Now, with the aid of their advanced technologies and understanding of space, it is time to find out who else is out there among the stars. Beautiful. Spike. Gee, Chip. <laughs> You're the smartest guy I've ever met. Why aren't you up on that stage? Chip. Oh, Spike, I still have a lot to learn before I'll be able to present to all these esteemed doctors and scientists. Spike. I don't know about that, Chip. On the flight over here, Skyfire was pretty <laughs> impressed with you. Page 2, Panel 1. Exterior, outside the World Science Symposium, day. Skyfire can be seen standing outside the building, talking, uh, taking in the sights of Paris, while Powerglide stands beside him, needlessly babbling uh, to his much larger companion. As such, Skyfire appears unimpressed by Powerglide's ramblings. Chip captioned. You think so, Spike? I mean, I had to ride with Powerglide, so the trip here was kind of a one-way conversation, if you know what I mean. Was Skyfire really impressed with my knowledge? Spike, captioned, of course he was. And he's, a, and he's a scientist from an advanced alien race. I'm sure you'll find yourself up on that stage presenting a lot sooner than you think. <clears throat> Poor Spike. <laughs> <laughs> He'll yeah. grow up one day. His balls will drop. <laughs> Panel 3, Interior, the World Science Symposium. As Sagan exits the stage, the symposium host introduces Dr. Charles Shelton behind the very same podium Sagan just used. Dr. Shelton stands a few feet away from the host, smiling and applauding for Sagan. Symposium host. As always, Mr. Sagan, thank you for your enlightening perspective on the universe. And now, ladies and gentlemen... If you will all please welcome Dr. Charles Shelton to the stage. Panel four. Nice transmissions, T-shirt. <laughs> Panel four. Doc Dr. Shelton always wears a lab coat. <laughs> oh, yeah, but under the lab coat, right? <laughs> Panel four. E even around Dr. The house. Shelton now stands alone at the podium. Dr. Shelton. Doctors, scientists, colleagues, friends, lend me your ears. <laughs> Thank you for coming today. Panel five. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Dr. Shelton clicks a handheld device and the World Science Symposium logo is replaced with the logo for quantum laboratories. Dr. Shelton continues. Recently, quantum laboratories introduced the planet to the World Wide Web. And every day, more and more people are getting connected online through the Internet. Ever since, 
the world has seen an unprecedented exchange of knowledge and creativity. Panel 6. With a puzzled look on his face, Dr. Shelton, maybe scratching his head, clicks his handheld device, and the image on the screen changes to an adorable kitten. In response to the <laughs> cute image on the screen, the audience is now a mix of laughter and awe. Dr. Shelton. And for some reasons that are beyond our understanding, the number of message board posts about cats is alarmingly high. <laughs> Page three, panel one, close on Chip and Spike looking happy, with Chip leaning over to Spike. Chip. The problem with new technology is you could be quite sure how people will choose to use it until they get it into their own hands. Panel two, an explosion erupts from the wall behind Dr. Shelton, sending him, as well as debris, out across the stage and onto the audience, into the audience, who react across a spectrum of shock, horror, fear, bewilderment, and panic. Dr. Shelton. What the? Panel three. From the hole in the wall and through the dust and smoke, the menacing Dr. Arkaville emerges, dressed in his signature white lab coat. His sleeves are short, revealing his two robotic arms. Half of his face remains hidden behind a mechanical cybernetic visage, just as we saw him last in the episode Countdown to Extinction. Dr. Arkaville. Yes, it is I, Dr. Arkaville, genius of science. Well done, sir. <clears throat> Thank you. I practiced in front of the mirror for hours. He probably did. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Page four, panel one. Chip and Spike now look a little disheveled from the recent explosion. Dr. Shelton, who was flung off the stage and to the ground in front of them, picks himself up with Spike's help. Dr. Shelton. Oh, no, not Dr. Arkaville. Spike. Wait, <laughs> you know this loon, Dr. Shelton? Panel two. Dr. Shelton rubs his head, perhaps because of a bruise. Dr. Shelton. Dr. Arkaville was my mentor in college, one of the greatest minds I ever met. He and I were working with cutting-edge technologies. We were attempting to solve Hadamard's conjecture, but then one day he just went, well... Mad. Panel three. View of Dr. Arkaville on stage with his arms spread out in a welcoming gesture. Dr. Arkaville. It is an honor to be standing before the greatest minds of Earth to present you to my true genius. Panel four. Dr. Arkaville walks along the stage as though he were giving a presentation of his own, a look of disgust etched across his face. Dr. Arkaville. We live on a planet infested with giant robots, these Transformers. And at any moment they could decide to turn on us, make us their slaves to do their bidding in a galactic war we did not ask to be part of. Page 5, panel 1. Close on Dr. Arkaville, lifting his finger in an all-knowing manner. Dr. Arkaville continues. I have seen firsthand their venomous nature. They themselves manipulated me, forced me to conspire against the human race in their thirst for conquest. If not for my own sheer force of will, I myself could still be nothing more than an immo immobile, semi-cybernetic freak trapped on Cybertron. But no more. I will not be a pawn in their games. I will not allow any other man, woman, or child to aid them in their cosmic self-destruction. Today, the human race 
fights back. Today, I, Dr. Ockerville, genius of science, fights back and reclaims our freedom. Excellent job on that monologue, sir. <laughs> I just had the one mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> Panel two. Dr. Arkaville holds up his left robotic arm to show that his forearm is decorated with a control panel comprised of six square buttons, two rows of three. Dr. Arkaville. With this and the Cybertronian technology I was able to steal during my exile on the robot's wretched home planet, I am able to control any Transformer within 500 feet. Panel 3. Close on Spike and Chip as they look at each other in realization. Both shout at the same time. Spike and Chip. Power Glide! Panel 4. Good good coordination. Panel four, Dr. Arkaville presses a button on his control panel. Dr. Arkaville. Let me demonstrate. Panel five, Skyfire's expressionless face can be seen as he rips open the hole created by Dr. Arkaville, making it large enough for him to step through and into the symposium. Skyfire's eyes no longer glow blue. Instead, they look as though the light behind them has been switched off. At the same time, Powerglide, in jet mode, zooms into the room through the massive aperture. Page 6, Panel 1. Powerglide transforms to land on the stage while Skyfire's hand lowers down next to Dr. Arkaville. Like Skyfire's, like Skyfire, Powerglide's eyes now have the same vacant emptiness to them. Dr. Arkaville. No need to panic, everyone, as you can see. Panel 2. Dr. Arkaville steps onto Skyfire's hand. Dr. Arkaville. We are no longer in danger. Panel 3. Dr. Arkaville presses a different, different button on his arm controller, and Skyfire lifts him up off the ground to allow him to stand on Skyfire's open palm. Dr. Arkaville. Because I am in complete control. <laughs> Panel 4. Spike defiantly stands to face Dr. Arkaville. Spike. The Autobots aren't evil, Dr. Arkaville. They're the good guys. It's the Decepticons you should be worried about. They're the ones trying to take over our planet. The Autobots are here to help us. Panel 5. Dr. Arkaville addresses the audience, motioning up at Skyfire's massive face. Dr. Arkaville. I see we have a dis- non-believer in the audience. Trust me when I tell you this, boy. These maniacal mechanoids want nothing more than to strip our planet raw of resources for their own interests. They don't care about you, me, or any of us. The only way to save ourselves is to quite literally take control. Page 7, Panel 1. Dr. Shelton, with Spike and Chip by his side, calls out to Dr. Arkaville from, rem- uh, from the remains of the crowd. Dr. Shelton. Dr. Arkaville, please listen to reason. The Autobots are good, just as Spike said. Look at all the technological advancements we have made in just a few short years of working closely with the Autobots and sharing our interplanetary information. Panel 2. Dr. Arkaville looks into the audience with a furrowed brow. Dr. Arkaville. I know that voice. Panel 3. Over Dr. Shelton's shoulder, Dr. Arkaville looks down toward him from Skyfire's palm. Dr. Shelton. 
So, Dr. Arkaville, you do remember me. Dr. Arkaville. Oh, that's right. Young Charles, my highly effective lab assistant and student. I see you have elevated through the scientific ranks. Splendid. Just splendid. Panel 4. Close on Dr. Arkaville, now clutching his metallic fist before his face. Dr. Arkaville. Join me, Charles. With my guidance, together we can tame this race of metal machinery and take back control of our planet, our home, and our fear. Over Dr. Arkaville's shoulder, he continues to look down on Dr. Shelton, Spike, and Chip as Dr. Shelton points an accusing finger up at the villain. Dr. Shelton. Join you? Never! You haven't examined all the data. Seems like something you would say, so I put it in. (laughs) (laughs) I was... I I felt like I I should say... uh, you're going to say Obi-Wan never told you about your father. And I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. Join me, <laughs> Charles, me enough, and together. Don't you kill <laughs> You haven't examined all the data and bagged and boarded it. <laughs> Dr. Arkaville. Don't patronize me, Shelton. I was formulating hypotheses and collecting data to draw conclusions while you were still in diapers. And yet you dare stand there, defiance to lecture me? Panel 6, close on Dr. Arkaville. Dr. Arkaville. If you had seen what I have seen, if you'd been treated like I was treated, you would be standing with me and not opposed to me. Page 8, panel 1. Skyfire lowers Dr. Arkaville down onto the stage beside Powerglide. Dr. Arkaville. But there is no time to argue. Our planet is infested with these autom- automatons, and every second that passes is one more where we are vulnerable. So, Shelton, you are either with me. Panel 2. Dr. Arkaville presses another button on his control panel and makes Skyfire raise his blaster at Dr. Shelton. Dr. Arkaville. Or you are against me. Panel 3. Dr. Arkaville fires Skyfire's weapon directly at Dr. Shelton's feet. The resulting blast pushes Dr. Shelton, Chip, and Spike backwards as though pulled by a rope. Dr. Arkaville, off panel. (laughs) Dr. Shelton. No! It's not true! (laughs) (laughs) That's impossible! I didn't know my wheelchair had a reverse. Page nine. He's, he's in slow motion, just beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Page nine, panel one, interior, the Autobot arc. Caption, the Autobot arc. Ironhide and Cliffjumper are standing before Teletran 1, casually speaking to each other as Sparkplug rush, rushes in. Cliffjumper. So I says to Huller, I says... Sparkplug. Hey, got anyone heard from Skyfire or Powerglide? They took Spike and Chip to that fancy science expo in France, and they were supposed to check in it over an hour ago. Panel 2. Cliffjumper and Ironhide turn to look down towards Sparkplug. Ironhide. Ah, don't lose your head over it, pal. I'm sure Skyfire and the others are just enjoying all the scientific babble going on at this world science what's-it thingy. <laughs> Terrible. Yeehaw. Terrible. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you know, you didn't give up, though, Charles. That's counting, that counts for points. You didn't even use a mulligan or anything. That's impressive. I'll never be mistaken for Peter Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Spark plug. 
You really think so? Panel 3, Cliffjumper and Ironhide are all smiles. Cliffjumper. Oh, sure, Sparkplug. You know old Skyfire. He never was cut out to be a soldier. Ironhide. (laughs) That's right. I remember back on Cybertron, he was able to make an Energon storage cell out of some old trash compactor scraps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I think we have a permanent Ironhide. I just had to, you know, visit a saloon once in a while, top him up, and away we go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Panel four, close on Sparkplug, looking nervous and worried. Sparkplug. I skipped too quickly. <laughs> yeah, I guess you guys are right. <laughs> Panel 5. Cliffjumper and Ironhide continue their previous conversation as Sparkplug walks away. Cliffjumper. Anyways, so I says to Holler, I says, hey, Holler. <laughs> Page 10. Panel 1. Interior. The World Science Symposium, Paris, France. Still on the ground with smoke and dust in the air, Chip and Spike are looking worse for wear after having been blasted across the room by Skyfire's earlier assault. Chip calls out in panic. Chip. (coughs) Dr. Shelton! Dr. Shelton, are you all right? Panel two. Wide shot. Spike is removing debris from a completely buried Dr. Shelton while Chip looks on from his wheelchair. Dr. Shelton. Panel three. Dr. Shelton is now mostly uncovered thanks to Spike's help. Dr. Shelton. None, none to Chip. <laughs> he meant to, though. Chip needed to sit down. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I think I miscalculated, everyone. Oh, sorry. Well done, sir. It's called Donator, right? <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> Panel four. Chip has now made his way to both Spike and Dr. Shelton. Chip. Yes, Dr. Arcturville seems to be completely controlling both Power Glide and Skyfire by the components on his arm. We've got to figure out a way to deactivate it. Spike. No, we don't, Chip. We just have to prevent him from being able to touch it. Panel 5. Close on Dr. Shelton. Dr. Shelton? I think I know where this is going. <laughs> they all sound fully restored and perfectly healthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking if Dr. Ackerville is so off, smart, would, around too. <laughs> should he have told everybody, I, by the way, I can only control you if I'm within, I'm, if I'm within 500 feet. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> that Villains always monologue and give away their, their weakness. Exactly. That's, that's Just wait long enough. And, yes. That's one of the villains. And only this detonator. Could be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just told, Oh, man. It's so 80s. I love it. <laughs> Page 11, panel 1. Close on Skyfire's face and his vacant eyes. From off panel, Dr. Shelton shouts. Dr. Shelton. Hey, Dr. Arkaville! Panel 2, a defiant Dr. Shelton stands before the stage, with Skyfire still holding Dr. Arkaville in his hand. Beside Skyfire, Powerglide remains still. Dr. Arkaville. Shelton, you're still here. You surprise me. If only you had been capable of surprising me back in the laboratory campus, maybe I would not have felt our time together had been wasted. Ouch. I hope you're not going to take that, Charles. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) At least not lying under rubble. (laughs) Panel three, close on Dr. Shelton. Dr. Shelton? Dr. Arkaville, you were the greatest mind I had ever met that any of us attending your classes had ever met. 
Panel 4, Interior, A Classroom, The Past. Flashback, much younger Dr. Arkaville, with no mechanical components on his body, and Dr. Shelton, with a huge apple, work together in a classroom filled with scientific equipment. Dr. Shelton, narrating through captions. It was an honor to have worked with you all those late nights, making unique discoveries and trying to solve impossible equations. Page 12, panel 1. Still in the past, both the younger Dr. Shelton and Dr. Arkaville work together in their former laboratory. Dr. Shelton continues through narration. We worked particularly hard on one such seemingly impossible equation. Do you remember, Dr. Arkaville? Panel 2. Within the flashback, Dr. Arkaville stands puzzled before a blackboard, marked with multiple scientific equations, as, doc- as young Dr. Shelton watches with interest. Dr. Shelton? Do you remember Hadamard's conjecture? Panel 3. Interior, the World Science Symposium, Paris, France. Back in the present, a close-up of Dr. Arkaville's face fills the panel. Dr. Arkaville? Hadamard's conjecture, yes. I remember it well. We spent many sleepless nights in my lab trying to solve it. Alas, it is impossible. There is no solution. It does not exist. Panel 4. Dr. Shelton approaches Dr. Arkaville. Dr. Shelton? Oh, it's very possible, Dr. Arkaville. I should know. Panel 5. Close on Dr. Shelton's face. Dr. Shelton? I solved it. (gasps) Years ago. Boom. You Mike drug, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> These are just facts, Dr. Arkaville. Deal with it. <laughs> Page 13, panel 1. Dr. Arkaville becomes angry as Dr. Shelton steps up onto the stage. Dr. Arkaville. What? What? No! That, that's impossible! Panel 2. Dr. Arkaville's face is filled with inquiry. Confused, he steps off Skyfire's hand and onto the stage while tapping a command on his control panel. Dr. Arkaville? That doesn't make sense. How? How were you able to do it? How were you even able to account for the... And the... Panel 3. Dr. Shelton removes a photograph from his wallet. Dr. Shelton? It's right here. Panel <laughs> 4. <laughs> Dr. Arkaville. It's in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Arkaville uses his control panel yet again, this time to make Powerglide snatch the photograph from Dr. Shelton's hand. Dr. Shelton. Hey, no, give that back. Panel 5. The mind-controlled Powerglide hands the photograph to Dr. Arkaville. Dr. Arkaville. Excellent. Now, let's see how you managed to achieve that. Even I could not. Panel 6. Close on the photograph's reveal. Instead of some elaborate formula, it is simply nothing more than a cat. Dr. Arkaville. Off panel. A cat? Panel 7. Close on Dr. Arkaville's face. Realizing his mistake. Dr. Arkaville. Oh no! Page 14, panel 1. Dr. Arkaville taps a button on his control panel, commanding Powerglide to attack. Dr. Arkaville. Don't just stand there, you idiot! End this ridiculous rebellion right now! No one embarrasses Dr. Arkaville, genius of science! Panel 2. Powerglide lifts both Spike and Dr. Shelton into the air by the scruff of their necks. Hey! Dr. Shelton. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! Spike. Powerglide, no! It's me, Spike! (laughs) 
come on, you've got to fight this mind control. Just when you thought his voice couldn't get any higher. Yeah. <laughs> Panel three. Chip races across the stage in his wheelchair, seemingly set on a collision course with Powerglide. Chip. Hold on, guys! I'm coming! <laughs> Panel four. With the chaotic sky... Sorry. <laughs> Panel four. With the catatonic Skyfire still behind him, Dr. Arkaville instructs the mighty Autobot to raise his firearm once more, this time at Chip. Dr. Arkaville. I don't think so, my unfortunate young disciple of knowledge. Skyfire, destroy him. Panel five. As laser energy shoots forth from the tip of Skyfire's gun, Chip dives to safety, causing the blast to strike Powerglide. Stunned, he releases his hold on both Spike and Dr. Shelton. Powerglide. Yeah! <laughs> Panel six. Now on the floor in, the f in front of the stage, Powerglide sits up with both Spike and Dr. Shelton. His eyes have returned to normal. Once again, bright Autobot blue. Powerglide. What? Where am I? What happened? Spike. Powerglide? <laughs> Dr. Shelton. The severe energy blast must have scrambled his circuits and broken Dr. Arkerville's control over him. Mm-hmm. That's plausible. That was a great power glide, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, page 15, panel 1. Power glide transforms and zooms towards Skyfire. Power glide. That's right. And I think you guys might need a little breathing room <laughs> in here. God damn it. <laughs> That's right. And I think you guys might need a little breathing room in here. Panel 2. Powerglide jets past Skyfire and through the hole in the wall as Skyfire transforms to give chase. Powerglide. Come on, Skyfire. Let's see what you really got. Panel 3. Exterior. The skies above the World Science Symposium. Day. Powerglide rises higher into the sky, pursued by the much larger and more powerful Skyfire. Below them, the streets of Paris can be seen, as well as many concerned citizens. Powerglide. All right, big guy. Let's see how fast you reach 500 feet. And away we go. <laughs> it's the role I was born to play. Yeah. <laughs> Panel four. Interior. The World Science Symposium. Dr. Shelton shoves Dr. Arkaville by squarely pushing his shoulders, causing the villain to fall back over Chip's wheelchair, which is now positioned behind Dr. Arkaville. Chip. Now, Dr. Shelton... Panel 5. Dr. Arkaville has crashed to the ground as Spike pounces on the doctor's right arm to prevent him from using its me mechanical controls. Note, think Iron Man versus Thanos from Avengers Endgame. Dr. Arkaville. Oof! Panel 6. Dr. Arkaville punches Spike with his left hand, knocking him away from his right arm. Dr. Arkaville. Get off me, you meddlesome little dolt! No one can stop me! I am Dr. Arkaville, genius of science! Page 16, panel 1. Dr. Shelton now wraps his arms around Dr. Arkaville's left forearm, preventing him from reaching the controls of his, left, of his right. Dr. Arkaville. Ah, get off of me! Panel 2. Dr. Arkaville punches Dr. Shelton with his right hand knocking Shelton away from his arm controls. Panel 3. Enraged, Dr. Arkaville shakes his metallic fists as Chip joins Spike and Dr. Shelton on the floor before the stage. Chip. Some genius of science you are, Dr. Arkerville. 
You had the full power of two Autobots at your control, and you lost it all because you couldn't accept the thought that your former students solved an equation you couldn't. Dr. Arkaville. Ha! I have lost nothing. The loud-mouthed Autobot may be free of my control, but I still command the enormous, more powerful one. Panel 4. Dr. Arkaville points towards our heroes once more with his robotic finger. Dr. Arkaville. Which means, now it is time for me to put an end to you and your bothersome friends. All I need to do is call back massive meandering mechanism and crush you all. Panel 5. Close on Dr. Arkaville's surprised face, with his fingers hovering over his right arm, where his six button controls should be. They are missing. Dr. Arkaville. Wait, what? 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 The Infinity Stones, Page. where'd they go? <laughs> <laughs> what the H? <laughs> Page 17, panel 1. Spike tosses Arkaville's control board to Chip. Spike. Heads up, Chip. <laughs> panel 2. Chip catches the control board. Chip. Got it. Panel 3. Dr. Arkaville runs with arms outstretched to stop Chip, while Chip presses buttons on the control panel. Dr. Arkaville. No! Don't do that! Panel 4. Close on Chip's grimacing face. His eyes closed. Dr. Arkaville's outstretched fingers are now mere inches away from him. Chip. Almost. Almost. Got it. Panel 5. Wide shit. Wide <laughs> shit. <laughs> Panel 5. Wide shot. Skyfire's fingers pinch the back of Dr. Arkaville's lab coat, preventing him from reaching Chip. Powerglide stands smiling in the background, enjoying what he sees. Dr. Arkville. Now, unhand me! Page 18, panel 1. Splash page. Wide shot of the stage. Skyfire holds... Skyfire still holds onto Dr. Arkville's lab coat, dangling him uh, several feet from the ground. Like Powerglide, Skyfire's eyes have returned to their regular blue color. Dr. Arkaville's hands are dropped to his side with the body language of a defeated man. Dr. Shelton sits up, rubbing his jaw as Chip and Spike raise their arms and cheer in triumph. Chip. Yes! Spike. We got him! Skyfire. Would someone like to tell me what is going on here? Powerglide. It's a long story, pal. But I'll get you up to speed in no time. Panel 2, with a small insert panel, close on Skyfire's disappointed face. Skyfire. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Page 19, panel 1, interior, the Autobot arc. Caption, later, back at the arc. Spike, Sparkplug, Powerglide, and Skyfire are standing and talking in front of Teletran 1. Sparkplug. Gee, Spike, you're lucky to have gotten out of there in one piece. That Arkaville character's quite a nut job. Spike. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Panel two, Sparkplug stands with an almost sourful Spike. Sparkplug. What's wrong? Spike. I guess I just feel kind of bad for Dr. Arkaville. Panel three, Spike explains to his father. Sparkplug. Why's that? Spike. Gee, I don't know, Dad. I just don't think it could have been very easy for him being a Decepticon prisoner on Cybertron with no other humans to talk to. Sparkplug. Well, I'm just glad you're home safe, son. Spike. Thanks, Dad. 
Panel 4. Sparkplug and Spike turn to Skyfire while Chip remains beside Powerglide. Sparkplug. How about you, Skyfire? Any side effects from being under the madman's control? Skyfire. Me? No. I'm shipshape and ready for my next science symposium. Here's hoping you'll be presenting next time, Chip. Powerglide. Hey, I'm okay too, everyone. <laughs> Chip. Ah, that that's great, Powerglide. Page 20, panel 1. Exterior. A castle. Morning. An extravagant castle sits high on a hill. Lord Chumley. Off panel. Dinsmore, where is my tea? Dinsmore. Off panel. Coming, sir. Panel 2. Interior. Inside the castle. Although we cannot see either man's face, Dinsmore sets a tea tray down on the desk before Lord Chumley, including a teapot, a teacup, and half a folded newspaper. Dimsmore. Paper, sir? Lord Chumley. Jolly good, Dinsmore, jolly good. Panel 3. Still without seeing their faces, Dimsmore pours tea into the cup while Chumley reaches for the paper. Lord Chumley. It has been so dull around here, Dinsmore. What I would give for a sporting good chase, what I would give. Dimsmore. Yes, sir. Panel 4. Dimsmore continues to pour tea as it now overflows from the cup and onto the tray. Meanwhile, Lord Chumley has opened the newspaper. Lord Chumley. Yes, it's, it's the thrill of the hunt, I Dimsmore. Wild gates, what I need, yes. Dimsmore. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Panel 5. Close on the newspaper. Chumley's left hand holds the paper while his right holds his overflowing teacup, dripping drops onto the newspaper itself. Headline reads, Mad Scientist Controls Giant Robot. Text reads, Crazed man, Dr. Arkaville took control of a giant Autobot at the World Science Symposium yesterday. Dr. Arkaville, who has been missing for some time, claims to have crash-landed back on Earth after having escaped his Decepticon-enforced imprisonment on Cybertron. Arkaville, best known for his research into cybernetics, once had a promising future in the medical community, aiding those in need of prosthetic. Lord Chumley, off-panel. Now, wait just a minute, Dinsmore. Panel 6. Over the pages of the newspaper, a placard on the wall reads, Mount Head Here, Optimus Prime, as seen in the G1 episode, Prime Target. Lord Chumley. <laughs> it would seem that I have a second chance at capturing the only beast that ever got away. <laughs> the end. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the end? Question mark? Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, we made it. That's a so that's a record. We, we did, did make it. it. We survived. We miss you, Greg. Good luck with your new house. <laughs> Hope it's got good acoustics. <laughs> He's probably asleep, actually, judging by what time it is. It's only fourteen hours difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he knew he was going to be busy today. There was a, this was a, this was agreed on ahead of time. But thank you yeah, both yeah. very very much. I hope this was uh, hope this was enjoyable for you guys, and I'd like to have you both on again at some point. This was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um, 
So uh, I should say that if, uh, if anybody wants to read more of these books or listen to more readings of these, just head on over to TransformersReanimated.com. Today we were joined by uh, Dr. Charles Shelton, an actual character in the comic, <laughs> from the Transmissions podcast. Uh, you can listen to Charles and me uh, go back and forth with each other on the Transmissions Podcast at transmissionspodcast.com. Sometimes at the same time. Um, sometimes <laughs> at the same time. With Jeremy and Daryl, too. Don't forget those guys. Yes. Co-hosts Jeremy and Daryl. They're, they're, they're into toys or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, James, I'm sorry. Charles, did you want to add anything else to that? Do you uh, have no, any no. other projects? No, I, no <laughs> uh, nothing. I nothing uh, going on right now. Uh, playing a lot of video games <laughs> for the next three weeks. <laughs> uh, just finished Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, gonna check out that Final Fantasy VII uh, demo. Oh, that looks good. Nice. I think Bo- Borderlands Three just uh, came out on Steam. I think for fifty percent off. So you better run and get that. Maybe your kids don't are quite into that yet, though. <laughs> No, I'm not into the shooters, unfortunately. So, I recently replayed um, Devastation. Oh, oh, nice! And so far, it still holds up. I mean, it's a button masher, but I enjoyed it. It's very repetitive, but I still love it. I never get tired of seeing those on screen, and they're so pretty. Yeah, it's a very. I'm so pretty. glad they went overboard and got the voices as much as they could, because mm-hmm. man, just it adds so much to yeah. it. And whoever they got to fill in for Starscream did a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun beating up. Uh, Soundwave and his cassettes and beating up on Devastator. Just uh you know, yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a dream for an eighties kid. Yeah. No kidding. What color was the red one again? I can't remember that. Little cassette dude. <laughs> Frumble. That's an argument for a whole today's day. word is controversy. <laughs> uh James, thank you, sir, for joining us. Uh, do you uh, do you want to let people know how they could follow you or stalk you or know about anything you're working on? Well, if they're really that bored with their life, I guess. Uh, I, I sort of live Twitter under Dogcades. And, uh, yeah, I'm into Transformers and short walks on peers. And, yeah, no, I have, I, I just, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> if you want to follow my nonsense. You, uh, you posted a pretty uh, impressive picture today of your collection that uh, took the breath out of me. Um must have been so the G1 be stuff. To, yeah. I'll be sure to put links to your social media and to uh, uh, Charles and my podcast down below. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Transformers reanimated now and forever. And hopefully under the guise of IDW. We're not under guise. Let me read. In disguise? No, wait. I'm still working on that one. Take it away, Charles. <laughs> Bye bye. <laughs> you can edit all that other part out. <laughs> that works. 